Hello, hello guys, it's your favorite show of the moment. Welcome to the second season of Cool Historians. The purpose of this show is to educate people who are interested in history, but in a really fresh and fun way. This show will be focused more in events, people, cultures, tradition, interesting facts that you're going to use during those dinner table conversations and absolutely sharing positivity. So please, sit down, relax, tell to your friends that you have plans for tonight and prepare to be fascinated. Today, we're going to talk about Skanderbeg, the defender of the Europe. Let's go make some history. Jerzy Kastriotti Skanderbeg was the prince and national hero of Albania, military commander, diplomat, politician, who led one of the biggest rebellions against the Ottoman Empire, which is one of the most powerful empires in history. In territories of today's Albania, North Macedonia, Greece, Kosovo, Montenegro and Serbia. Skanderbeg is considered by historians as one of the best generals and strategists in the history of the world, along with Napoleon Bonaparte, Julius Caesar and Alexander the Great. For 25 years, Kruja, which was the capital of Arboria, Old Albania, became the capital of Christian Europe. Because Skanderbeg became an obstacle to the Ottoman army, he is considered to be the inspiration for the creation of the NATO alliance. There are many works of world artists with a the theme of Skanderbeg. Dutch painter Rembrandt painted his portrait. Writer Longfellow has written a poem and the composer Antonio Vivaldi has written an opera along with French composer Francois Rebel. Skanderbeg's busts and stations are located in Tirana, Pristina, Geneva, London, Brussels, Budapest, Rome, Michigan, Spain, Australia. In all works of art, the national hero stands on horseback, symbolizing the warrior. But who was Jerzy Castriotti? Was he a defender of Albania, Catholicism, or he just wanted to be powerful in European territories? Jerzy Castriotti Skanderbeg is said to have been born on 1405 in the territories between Mat, Mirdit and Dibur, territories owned by his father, John Castriotti, who had the title Prince of Northern Albania. His mother was Princess Voisava, from Polog region, a region between Albania and North Macedonia. John Castriotti, Skanderbeg's dad, had first alliances with Venetic, Old Venezia, and Serbia, but later he became vassal of the Sultan and, as a consequence, paid tribute and provided military services to the Ottomans. In 1409, he sent Jerzy along with his brothers Reposh, Konstantin, and Stanisha to be the Sultan's hostages as part of the Tefshrima system, a military institute that enrolled Christian boys, converted them to Islam, and trained them to become military officers. Marine Barleti, Albanian historian says that John, before he sent Jerzy as a hostage, he told him, Never forget your territories. Jerzy Castrillo Skanderbeg was sent as a hostage to the Ottoman court in Adrianople in 1415 and again in 1423. He remained at Sultan Murad II's court as Ichogran, Christian boy, for three years and after he received military training at Enderun school. After graduating Enderun, the Sultan granted Skanderbeg control over one Timar, land granted which was near the territories controlled by his father. His father was concerned that Sultan might order Skanderbeg to occupy his territories and informed Venezia about this in April 1428. And same year, John seeked forgiveness from Venezia's senate 
because Scudderbeck participated in Ottoman military campaigns against Christians. In 1430, John was defeated by Ottoman Empire and as a result, his territorial possessions was extremely reduced. Jesh Kastriotti continued fighting for Murat II in his expeditions and he became general of Yerishere Army that was an elite infantry unit of Ottoman Empire. In 1437, he became governor of Krui territories in Albania. He knew very well Ottoman, Latin and Albanian languages. The title Skanderbeg, Iskander Bey, inspired by Alexander the Great, was given to him by Sultan Murat II after the victory of battles in Bulgaria against Janos Hunyadi and Asia. At that time, Skanderbeg was leading a cavalry unit of 5,000 men. In 1440, Skanderbeg was appointed Sanjak Bey, or governor, of Dibra. During his stay in Albania as Ottoman governor, he maintained close relations with the population in his father's former properties and also with other Albanian noble families. In early November 1443, Skanderbeg deserted the force of Sultan Murat II during the Battle of Nish. While fighting against the crusaders of Janos Hunyadi, Skanderbeg quit the field with 300 other Albanians serving in the Ottoman Empire. He got the power, the experience and the connections and after that, Skanderbeg remembered his father's words to not forget the territories. He immediately led his men to Krui, where he arrived on November 28, and by the use of a forged letter from Sultan Murat to the governor of Krui, he became lord of the city. To reinforce his intentions of gaining control to the former domains of Zeta, Skanderbeg lied and proclaimed himself the heir of Balcic Serbian after capturing some less important surrounding castles, Petrelja, Prez, Guribar, Svenigrad, Modric and others, eventually gaining control over more than his father Joe Castriotti debates, Skanderbeg abjured Islam and proclaimed himself the avenger of his family and country. He raised the flag with a black double-headed eagle on it, inspired by Illyrian symbol, and Albania uses a similar flag as its national symbol today. And he made the famous speech. You could have won your freedom with your bravery with another liberator, because Albania does not lack men but you liked to expect it from my hand, although late, because that is how the great God himself wanted it. I did not bring you freedom, I found it here among you. As soon as I set foot here, as soon as you heard my name, you all rushed forward in front of me, who as soon as possible, as if your fathers, brothers and sons had risen from the graves, as if God himself had descended from heaven. From that moment, Ottoman Empire referred to Skanderbeg as Hein, treacherous, the army of Skanderbeg consisted of persons of various ethnicities, Slavs, Vlachs, Italians and Greeks. A really interesting fact is that the rebels fought against members of their own ethnic groups because the Ottoman forces were also uh, composed of local people. In Albania, the rebellion against the Ottoman had already been happening years before Skanderbeg deserted the Ottoman army. In August 1443, Djerjad revolted against the Ottoman in the region of central Albania, but he was defeated. Under Venetian patronage, on 2 March 1444, Skanderbeg, for the first time, united all of the Albanian princes under one alliance in Lege, named League of Lege. Among those who joined this military and political alliance were the powerful Albanian noble families of Arianiti, Dugajini, Buzaka, Zaharia, Topia, Zerevisi, Dushmani and Spani. It was the first time that Albanians from all territories came together. Skanderbeg organized a mobile defense army that forced the Ottomans to disperse their troops, leaving them surprised to the hit-and-run tactics of the Albanians. 
During the first 10 years, Skander Bank commanded an army of generally 10,000 to 15,000 soldiers, but only had absolute control over the men from his own dominions, and had to convince the other princes to follow his politics and tactics. In the summer of 1444, in the plain of Torivitz, the United Albanian army defeated the Ottoman Empire for the first time. Ottoman general Ali Pasha had an army of 25,000 men, when Skanderbeg had 15,000 men. About 8,000 Ottomans were killed and 2,000 were captured. Skanderbeg's first victory echoed across Europe because this was one of the few times that the Ottoman army was defeated in Europe territories. On 10 October 1445, an Ottoman force of 15,000 men under Firuz Pasha was sent to prevent Skanderbeg from moving into Macedonia. Firuz Pasha planned to move quickly around Black Dream Valley, a city of Prizren, and attack Skanderbeg there. But Skanderbeg's scouts picked up this movement and attacked in complete surprise and defeated the Ottoman, killing Firuz Pasha and 1,500 of his men. Imagine, Skanderbeg had 3,500 men against Ottomans with 15,000 men, almost five times more. Skanderbeg defeated the Ottomans two more times the following year, once when Ottoman forces from Ohrid suffered several losses and in the Battle of Otonet on 27 September 1446, killing again another Ottoman general, Mustafa Pasha. After this, Janosch Hunyadi wanted and got Skanderbeg to an alliance with Hungary and Papacy. At the beginning, Republic of Venezia was supportive of Skanderbeg, considering him as a buffer between Venezia and Ottoman Empire. However, Skanderbeg expanded a lot of his territories, making it a danger for Venezia. So they provoked the War of 1447-1448. After defeated in Bar and Lucin, Venetians offered rewards for his assassination. During this conflict, Venezia invited the Ottomans to attack Skanderbeg from the east, facing the Albanians with a two-front conflict. On 14 May 1448, Sultan Murad II and his son Mehmed sieged the castle of Stefigrad. On 23 July 1448, Skanderbeg won a battle in the city of Škoder against a Venetian army led by Andrea Vernier. Skanderbeg lost the castle of Stefigrad, but he took under control city of Duras and Liege. In August 1448, Skanderbeg defeated Mustafa Pasha in the Battle of Oranik, taking him as a hostage. Venetians paid 25,000 gold ducats to bring him back at Ottomans. On 4 October 1448, near the river Drin, Skanderbeg signed a peace treaty with Venetians with the negotiations of Prince Gregorius Pelino. During this period, Skanderbeg intensified relations with Alfonso V of Aragon, King of Napoli, who was the main rival of Venice in Adriatic. The reason why Skanderbeg agreed to sign the peace treaty with Venezia was because he decided to attack Turad Brankovic that was a Serbian ruler and set fire to Serbian villages. In June 1450, two years after the Ottoman siege Tefigrad, they started a siege to the capital of Christian Europe at the time, city of Kruy. With an army of 100,000 men led by Sultan Murad II and his son Mehmed II the Conqueror, the Ottoman army went to Kruy. Skanderbeg left 1,500 men and his most trusted lieutenant Vrana Conti on the castle of Kruy and attacked Sultan Murad's second supply caravans. The Ottoman garrisons attacked directly three times the walls of the city, but they didn't succeed. Even an offer of 300,000 silver coins and a promise of a higher rank as an officer in the Ottoman army made to Vrana Conti were both rejected by him. During the first siege of Krui, Venetians' uh, merchants sought food to the Ottoman Empire helping them. This caused anger to Skanderbeg who attacked Venetian merchants, almost causing another war with Venetia, thing that didn't happen. By September 1450, the Ottoman camp was in disarray as the castle was still not taken. 
The morale was low and disease was running. Murad II, in October 1450, lifted the siege and escaped from Albania, causing the Ottomans 20,000 casualties. A few months later, on February 3, 1451, Murad died in Adrianople and succeeded by his son Mehmed II, aka Mehmed the Conqueror. After the siege, Skanderbeg was the end of his resources, so he traveled to Ragusa, notifying Pope Nicholas V to give him financial assistance. Skanderbeg's success brought praise from all over Europe, and ambassadors were sent him from Rome, Napoli, Hungary, and France. Skanderbeg established closer connections with King Alfonso V, whom in January 1451 appointed him as Captain General of the King of Aragon. Even though it seemed to look like Skanderbeg became a vassal of King Alfonso in exchange for supplies, in fact, the facts show that on the castle of Cruya were only 100 Italian forces and around 15,000 Skanderbeg's men. But on the other hand, this shows the diplomatic and political skills of Skanderbeg. Skanderbeg married Donica, the daughter of George Arianid Komneni from Canina Vlor, one of the most influential Albanian noblemen, strengthening the ties between them. They were married on April 23, 1451, in Canina. The wedding lasted three days and Skanderbeg went from Kruja with 500 horsemen. Then the wedding continued in the monastery of Ardenica and then still in the castle of Berat. Alfonso V signed a treaty with the despot of Morea, Demetrios Palaiologos, that was the ruler of a province of Byzantine Empire. So Skanderbeg had a lot of allies. In May 1452, another Catalan nobleman, Ramon Tortafa, and Bernard Vaquer, with 100 Catalan soldiers, established at the castle of Cruy. In 1453, Skanderbeg paid a secret visit to Napoli and the Vatican to discuss the new conditions after the fall of Constantinople and the planning of crusade which Alfonso presented to Pope Nicholas V in a meeting of 1453-1454. In 1452, though, the newly exceeded Ottoman Sultan Mehmed II ordered his first campaign against Skanderbeg. An expedition was sent under the dual command of Tahip Pasha and Hamza Pasha with an army of 25,000 men. Skanderbeg gathered 14,000 men. Skanderbegs firstly attacked and killed Hamza Pasha, and then encircled Tahip Pasha and killed him. Skanderbeg's uh, victory over a ruler even more powerful than Murad was a great surprise to Europe. On April 22, 1453, Mehmed sent another expedition to Albania under Ibrahim Pasha. The same day, despite the storms, Skanderbeg broke into the enemy camp, causing disorder and chaos. Ibrahim was killed in action, along with 3,000 of his men. He seemed unstoppable. Five weeks later, Mehmed II captured Constantinople, which deeply troubled Christian states of Europe. Mehmed, by then called the Conqueror, turned his attention, defeating Kingdom of Hungary and Albania and crossing into Italy. After this, all Europe needed Skanderbeg to defeat Sultan Mehmed II's expansion. So, Skanderbeg had troops coming from Catalonia, Venezia, Napoli, Greece, Slovenia, creating a true crusade with Skanderbeg as a general. The siege of Berat city, it was the first real uh, test between armies of New Sultan and Skanderbeg that ended up with the victory of Ottomans, first time that Skanderbeg loses a battle. But after some months, he besieged the town castle, causing the demoralized Ottoman officers in charge of the to surrender. Moisi Golemi betrayed Skanderbeg and attacked him in 1456 with an army of 15,000 Ottomans, but he was defeated in the Battle of Oranica. On April 5, 1456, Skanderbeg entered Kruja and Moisi Golemi left Ottoman Empire and went into Kruja to ask Skanderbeg for his pardon. 
Skanderbeg pardoned him and Moisi Golemi remained loyal until his death. In 1456, one of the Skanderbeg's general, George Stresbalsic, sold the Bodrish fortress, now in North Macedonia, to the Ottomans. He was sent to prison in Napoli from Skanderbeg himself. In 1456, Skanderbeg's son, George Kastriot II, was born. Hamza Kastriotti, Skanderbeg's own nephew and his closest collaborator, lost his hope of success in the empire after the birth of Skanderbeg's son, so he betrayed to the Ottomans in the same year. In the summer of 1457, an Ottoman army with 70,000 men invaded Albania with the hope of destroying Albania's resistance once for all. The army was led by Isaac Beg and Hamza Kastriotti that no Albanian tactics. After bringing damage to the cities, the Ottoman army set up camp at the Albulena field between city of Lege and city of Kruid. After having avoided the enemy for months, giving to the Ottoman and his European neighbors the impression that he was defeated, on September 2nd, Skanderbeg surprised and attacked the Ottoman forces in their camp and defeated them, killing 15,000 Ottomans, capturing 50,000 and 24 generals. This was one of the most famous victories of Skanderbeg over the Ottomans, which led to five-year peace treaty with Sultan Mehmed II. Hamza Kasriotti was captured and sent to detention in Napoli. On 23rd December 1457, Pope Callistus III declared Skanderbeg a captain general of the Holy See in the war against Ottomans. The Pope gave him the title Athlete Christi or Champion of Christ. In February 1458, Skanderbeg sent relations with Duke of Santa Maura in today's Greece territories. Leonardo III Toko, a figure known in southern Epirus. On June 27, 1458, King Alfonso V died in Napoli and his son became the new king, King Ferdinand I. The relationship with Skanderbeg and Napoli continued, but uh, Ferdinand was not as able as his father to maintain the kingdom. In 1459, Skanderbeg captured the fortress of Sati from the Ottoman Empire and gave it to the Venezia to maintain good re international relations with them. In 1460, King Ferdinand had serious problems with Anjouins and he asked help from Skanderbeg. Anjouins, for the ones you don't know, were like uh, barbarian tribes located in the, in the territories of France today. In the month of September 1460, Skanderbeg defeated Anjouin army of 500 men. Ferdinand's main rival, Prince of Taranto, Giovanni Orsin, tried to dissuade Skanderbeg from his enterprise and even offered him an alliance. That did not affect Skanderbeg, of course, who answered on, th on October 31, 1460, that he owed fealty to the Aragonon family, especially in hard times. In his response to Orsini, Skanderbeg mentioned that Albanians never betray their friends and that they are descendants of Pyrrhus of Epirus and reminded Orsini of Pyrrhus' victories in southern Italy. Skanderbeg defeated in August 1461 Orsini of Taranto and secured King Ferdinand's throne and returned to Albania. King Ferdinand gave to Skanderbeg lands, territories, uh, properties and castles in Puglia as a sign of gratefulness. Once Skanderbeg returned home, he defeated three Ottoman armies of Mehmed II, killing three generals, Sinan Pasha, Hassan Bey and Karaza Pasha. After this, in April 1463 in Skopje, Skanderbeg and Sultan Mehmed met and signed the peace treaty again. But Skanderbeg didn't follow this treaty and on November 27, 1463, with the help of Pope Pius II and Venezia, captured the castle of Ohrid, killing 10,000 Ottomans. Pope Pius II planned crusade, envisioned assembling 20,000 soldiers in Sicily, 
while another 20,000 would be gathered by Skanderbeg. However, Pius died in August 1464 at a crucial moment and Skanderbeg was left alone against Ottomans. He defeated though Balabadan Batera in the Battle of Vaikal. However, Balaban managed to capture Moisigolemi, Vladan Juri, Muzaka, and 18 other officers. They were immediately sent to Constantinople, where they were skinned alive for 15 days and later cut to pieces thrown to the dogs. Skanderbeg, though, attacked Balaban's forces at the Second Battle of Vaikal, where the Ottomans were defeated. This time, all Ottoman prisoners were slain in an act of revenge for the previous execution of Albanian captains. The other Ottoman army under the command of Yakub Bey was also defeated some days later in Kashari field near Tirana. Ambassador of Albania to Venice, Cardinal Paleogeli, together with Skanderbeg, are considered by historians as one of the first Protestants in Europe and the world, even before Martin Luther was born, after Paleogeli translated the baptismal formula into Albanian language. In 1466, Sultan Mehmed II personally led an army of 30,000 into Albania and laid the second siege of Krui as his father had attempted 16 years earlier. The town was defended by a garrison of 4,400 men led by Prince Tanush Topia. After several months of siege, destruction and killings, Mehmed II, like his father, saw that sieging Krui was impossible to accomplish by his force of arms. Subsequently, he left the siege to return to Istanbul. However, he left the force of 30,000 men under Balaban Pasha to maintain the siege by building a castle in central Albania, which he named Ilbasa modern Elbasan in order to support the siege. In 1466, on his return trip to Istanbul, Mehmed II patriated Dorotheus, the Archbishop of Ohrid, and his clerks because of their anti-Ottoman activities. Skanderbeg spent the following winter of 1466-67 in Italy, of which several weeks were spent in Rome trying to persuade Pope Paul II to give him money. Skanderbeg got 2,300 gold ducats from Pope and 20,000 gold ducats from Napoli. However, on his return he allied with uh, Leg Dugagini and together on 19th April 1467 they first attacked and defeated in the Krab region the Ottoman reinforcement commanded by Anus Balaban's brother and four days later they attacked the Ottoman forces laying siege to Krui. The second siege of Krui was eventually uh, broken, resulting in the death of Balaban Pasha. With the death of Balaban, Ottoman forces were left surrounded and 10,000 men became prisoners. On April 23, 1467, Skanderbeg entered Krui. The victory influenced the Albanians, and, and as Garaldini, one of his soldiers, says, Skanderbeg was in his camp with 16,000 men, and every day his camp grew with young warriors. The victory was also well received in Italy. Meanwhile, after the defeat of Second Siege, Greece and Venezia attacked Ottoman armies. After these events, Skanderbeg's force besieged Elbasan but failed to capture it because of the lack of artillery and sufficient numbers of soldiers. Mehmed II wanted Skanderbeg at all costs. In 1467 happened the third siege of Krui, three sieges. Mahmoud Agelovic and Mehmed II attacked Skanderbeg on the Shkubitz river valley in order to give time for the civil populations to retreat into the mountains. The battle didn't have any results with winner or defeated. Skanderbeg then retreated while Agelovic pursued him, but uh, Skanderbeg succeeded in fleeing to take cost and then to mountains. Mehmed II's third siege of Krui failed, but he took city of Durazzo and Škodra. Albanians were hit hard by Ottomans, so Skanderbeg called together in January 1468 all the Albanian noblemen in the Venetian stronghold, a city of Lege, to discuss a new war strategy. 
but unfortunately Skanderbeg died on 17th January 1468, aged 22nd because of malaria. In Western Europe, the death of Skanderbeg was mourned by princes and other rulers, especially King Ferdinand I. Because of Skanderbeg's good relations with Italy, a lot of Albanians immigrated to southern Italy, creating Arboresh community. After Skanderbeg's death, Krui held out during its fourth siege, started in 1477 by Gedik Ahmed Pasha until 16 June 1478, when the city was starved to death and finally surrendered to Sultan Mehmed II. As Albanians were walking away with their families, however, the Ottoman killed the man and enslaved the woman and children. Skanderbeg's son, John Castriot II, continued the resistance against the Ottoman and tried to capture territories from Ottoman rule in 1481 and 1484. But he got Skanderbeg achieved 29 victories, only one loss, killing himself 3,000 soldiers. Skanderbeg used to have a goat-headed helmet, symbol borrowed by Illyrians as they believed that the goat was a symbol of healing. Also a symbol used by Pyrrhus of Epirus and Alexander the Great, the Skanderbeg believed that they are Albanian blood. Skanderbeg was a hero of 14th and 15th century because he played a vital role to delay and destroy the Ottoman ambition to conquer all Europe. 1481, Sultan Mehmed II captured Otranto, Italy and massacred the male population, thus proving what Skanderbeg had been warning about. The trouble Skanderbeg gave the Ottoman Empire's military forces was such that when the Ottoman found the grave of Skanderbeg in the church of St. Nicholas in Lege, they opened it and made amulets of his bones, believing that they would confer bravery on the wearer. James Wolfe, commander of British forces at Quebec, spoke of Skanderbeg as a commander who excels all the officers, ancient and modern, in the conduct of a small defensive army. On October 27, 2005, United States Congress issued a resolution honoring the 600 anniversary of the birth of Cherch Castriotis Skanderbeg. Even Skanderbeg's figure was considered a motivation of the French Revolution. Voltaire and Michel de Montaigne had a high consideration for Skanderbeg's figure. Voltaire saying in one of his books that if Constantinople would have Skanderbeg as their king, Ottoman Empire would never conquer it. This is the end of Skanderbeg. Thank you for much for listening and see you in the next episode.